You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Vendors, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. To a delayed episode of Habs Nightly. This season is just all delays, but this one honestly could not go on. Yesterday, we had a frozen computer, and Mason's audio was horrible uh, beyond repair. So we decided to postpone it one day, which is fine because we had two exciting games that happened since the last time we talked. Before we get to any of that, Mason, how are you, bud? I am absolutely freaking beautiful, bud. How are you? Fantastic. We have another, we have a little bit of halves news to talk about too later, but um, doing good. Um, and that's about it. Honestly, uh, I know we're going to get into the most likely the Colorado game the most because that's your buddy's favorite team. It's one of your favorite teams. I also like following Colorado. Um, and it was, it was an exciting game. Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, we got a new guy started this week. He's about your age and I keep telling him how important school is or he'll end up like us. And, uh, I think the kid understands it. I'm like, I'm just going to pound it into your fucking brain that you need not to fuck up or you could be sitting with this group right here, uh, doing fucking nothing. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's about it. No, I had a, uh, I had a very, it sounds very, like tame, but like incredibly busy week mm-hmm. just because I've been doing, like, I've had so much to fucking do, but it's all like nothing of like note. Do you know what I mean? It's no, all absolutely. kind of pointless shit, but it has to. No, I get it. This was so, my yeah, first I've week. Just been... Yeah. Continue. Yeah. No, I've just been chilling. Um, I, I couldn't even finish the like the Colorado game on Tuesday. I was so fucking tired. I went I went to bed after. Heard that? I saw the most ridiculous offside I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I just sent you a meme about it. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I I get that though. As far as like how your week felt, uh, it was my first week back since I was on vacation, and uh, this week sucked, dude. Like I can't wake up without being like I'm not fucking doing this today. I'm dragging ass. I get to work. I'm like, I just, I just don't want to be here. Like I, I love vacation, but then I hate when you have to go back because like the whole, probably this whole week, all of next week and some of the following week is probably (laughs) just going to be me trying to get back until like, I'm a slave and there's no fucking end in sight. Like I have to work until I fucking die. And you know, there's no such thing as a vacation until you're on vacation. Um, and then you repeat the fucking cycle and it, it's all, you literally just living until you're, you're working till your next vacation. Um, and it just, it just blows my mind how much it drags the life out of you. 
for that first day back, you're just fucking dreading it. And you get there and you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I kind of get that feeling. I, I put in my two weeks at my current place of employment. <laughs> so I'm just fucking, you know, something happens and you're kind of like, I'm a manager. I should care. But I know I, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't fucking care. I'm like, yeah, I I'm, could do less shits right now. I'm a fucking team leader. And they're like, we got these young college kids coming in to help for the summer. We need you to, sh- to show them the ways and, 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 and teach them something. I'm like, the only thing I'm going to teach these boys right here is to not fuck up in life and, and make sure you, you do good in school or you'll end up like me, a stuttering idiot. Did college just end in the U.S.? No, but... Um, or did it end around the same time I did? Around the same time as you. Um, it just, I guess it takes a while. One, when I get out of school, the first thing I'm not doing is going to get a fucking five-day work week. I'm going to take a couple of weeks before I, you know, before That's like fair. my parents are like, you got to figure something out, champ. You know, and then have to go get a fucking job. Uh but other than that, you know, no, I th- it got out around the same time. It just, um, they probably dragged ass a little bit until somebody was like, yeah, so there ain't no allowance anymore, buddy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And doesn't high school, like your high, high school's done in the U.S., isn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, that's ridiculous. Mid May, something like that. When does it start? August 2nd. I think second or third week of August. Ew! <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. Why? When does it start for you? Uh, like September 8th. And then you go to school till what? Uh, June 22nd. Yeah, you're, you're gross. You're gross. No, 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 you're no. You're gross. Maybe it's because the weather isn't as warm here, but... I am not going to school in August. That is like prime time. That's prime when I'm on a beach. Oh, that's like the nicest weather. You want me? You're to fucking me to go tripping. To By fucking the end of July, you're like it's so motherfucking hot. It's rained so motherfucking much. I just can't stand it anymore. Yes, I'd rather be in school, miserable with everyone else, and talking shit. Absolutely not. Listen, 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 bud. Uh, In Louisiana. All right, all right, all right, bro. All right, champ, sport. (laughs) Uh, You got. Sorry, sorry to give context. What was that? Should we give the bud? Should we give context to the bud thing first? Sure. Um. So for if, if there's any confusion, Corey and I were talking beforehand and Corey was doing a Canadian accent and I was surprised because <laughs> it was quite good. And we both, I was like, well, you got it. You got it right down pat because the Canadian, the, the, he's got the Canadian bud going. So now he's, he's adopted it. <laughs> he's using it in his vocab. Dude, I've adopted it years ago. Like probably like sophomore year in high school when I first started watching Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so 
So let, let, let me just take you down memory lane of what school's like in the South, right? Especially in the Gulf. You get out uh, mid, mid-May. You got the half of May, June, July, half of August, go back to school. June 1st is the start of hurricane season. Hurricane season lasts all the way to October. You go to school August, right? You could go to school for like a week, and then you're off for the next three days because of hurricanes. You can go back to school. Boom. Two weeks later, you're off a full week because of hurricanes. Like, the first month and a half is a fucking joke. Now, granted, you know, 2005, things things went really fucking crazy. Um, and then we all got fucking deported from our lives, basically. Um, now, how old? How old was I when that happened? Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to look it up, which means I have to do basic, uh, you know, rudimentary math that I'm too embarrassed to do on the spot. I'm going to have to get out like a piece of paper and a crayon. Um, but I think I was like, a, Were you 12? I think I was around like 12, 12? 13, something like that. You were born, born in 92. Right? 92. Columbus sailed so the ocean blue. Yeah, so you're 12. Yeah, so I was 12 years old. Uh, ignorant little boy. Uh, yes, I was 12 years old. And honestly, dude, couldn't have happened at a better time. Now, I know a lot of people, <laughs> wow. a lot of people upset. A lot of people can be like, that's fucked up. Hear me out. Here goes a little Benders, uh, a day in the life of Benders. Um, I'm 12 years old. I'm a little shithead. I go to Shelmet Middle School. Go Vikings, go. Um, emo phase full on if you've seen uh 21 jump street when they show jonah hill as like the emo kid dude this is this is peak emo era this is when like uh ohio is for lovers drop this is like the first album for fall well second album for fallout boy this is like uh you know uh three cheers by my chemical romance comes out the american idiot green day like Blink-182 self album. Like, it is peak emo fucking era. CKY is everywhere. Fucking Bam Margera, his old group, Jackass, all that shit. Uh, I trade you. I got long hair, you know, big fucking chilling. Uh, but it's funny. Long hair. I got a pair of uh, audios. I got a pair of Etnies. And I got a pair of Reebok soldiers because I'm from fucking New Orleans, bud. Uh, my classes, right? I'm not a fucking smart kid. I mean, I am, but I'm not that smart. They put me in G GT fucking uh, English. What is GT? GT is like the it's the gifted and talented. It's for the kids that are exceptional above the class. They put me in that shit. I can't even string a fucking sentence together. I can't do I can't do blogs because I need I need a fucking person next to me to make it like legitimately like make fucking sense to someone reading it without giving them a fucking headache. Um, they put me in this. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way I can pass this. There's no way this is happening. I go to my counselors. The counselors are like, yeah. Uh, 
we don't know how you got in that class either. And I'm like, awesome. We're going to fix this right now. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like your scores are not good enough for this. I'm like, thank you so much because like, I, I need a pass this year. I'm going to high school next year. If you guys didn't know, you know, I'm a cool kid. Um, so they were like, we're going to get back to you, you know? So here I am in this class. That's like way above my fucking content level. Um, I'm in a PE class with the goddamn devil. This dude's like, you're going to run your fucking fat off. Like, you're going to run so fucking much. I'm going to put you to fucking work, son. You're going to be a fucking lean, mean fighting machine. And I'm like, I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm very athletic. I'm very, uh, I got skateboarding and shit. I still love, like, I was a very outdoorsy kid. I just had a lot of fucking, I had some chub on me, dude. Still do. Uh, I got this dude pounding me down. I got uh, my fucking science class. I got suspended and I've only been in class for two weeks. It's not looking good for me. You know, like I'm already looking at situations that I can't funny myself out of. And then I got a bully in one of my fucking classes that was like stabbed me in the back of my neck. Like he was just jabbing me with a pencil. And uh, we got in a fight the week before Katrina. And I was like, there's no way in hell this year can happen. Like, I'm not going to fucking pass. I can't be held back. Fuck no. I can't fail. And Katrina happened. I was like, thank God. And then I sat, <laughs> I sat, in, I sat in Houston, Texas with a bunch of elite right wing fucking, you know, like kids that ain't ever had to probably work a day in their life. And I got picked so you, on. Did you get like... What's like up? the old money Texans? You got like oh, the yeah. old money. Oh Texans. yeah, I'm talking the, I'm talking the boys from Rigtown. Like the like the southern got the oil. The southern high society, dude. I was in Houston, Texas. Go Longhorns. That's the school I went to. This school was like, fucking, could have been basically like a, a community college. <clears throat> Now that sounds, you know, well, that doesn't sound that expensive, but I'm saying like, this is a basic high school. No, I'm sorry. This is a basic middle school. I wasn't even in high school. This was the middle school and it was funded like my fucking community college. Like it was nice as fuck, dude. These kids were eating like chef cooked meals. And here I am with a bunch of hand-me-down clothes. Cause I packed one book bags worth of clothes. So you know, the, the fucking town gathered all their fucking overweight clothes and gave, gave them to me, dude. It's one of my most embarrassing moments of my life was going to school there. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I still have a picture. My wife has my ID from while I was there. I shaved my head cause it was so motherfucking hot. And I took this picture son from my ID. I know we're so far off track, but I took this picture I look so fucking sad and I'm wearing a Napoleon Dynamite t-shirt. Oh no. <laughs> and it, it's a blue, it's a blue shirt with Tina, the fucking llama. And it's like, go eat your, go eat your dinner, Tina. <laughs> and I just look so like, so fucking sad. Like just so sad. Like no one, but the only people that wanted to be my friends were like the kids that were the goth kids. And like the emo kids like me, 
but I didn't have a, a single class with them, not even fucking advanced art, which blew my mind. I was like, where the fuck are their goth kids? Not a, <laughs> not a one, not a one. It's all these preppy letterman looking fucks. And they were like, you want to play football for us, boy? And I was like, not really. I'm really hoping I can go back to my house soon. You know why they wanted me? I was the biggest kid in the fucking school. And they were like, this kid would be perfect. Perfect on offensive line center. He would be the perfect powerhouse. I was like, no, the fuck I'm not. I want to play hockey, if anything. They're like, look, dude, let's get you in the football first. I didn't, I didn't join, and they made my life a fucking nightmare. Oh God! Yeah, so I did three months at basically juvenile at like the nicest penitentiary ever, and then I came home. And we'll save coming home for another day because we'll turn this into a full episode on accident. But I have so many stories about this school, and please, people, if y'all are interested in listening to this, it is a, it is a fucked up. Like fast times at Ridgemont High, like like any type of like school that you've seen in movies or cinema. Like that you was went like, to like the, the school in high school musical. No, 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 no. We weren't we weren't fucking we're all in this. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean no. like 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 have you seen that building? It's in it's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's where I went to. All right, so high school musical was where I was at in prison in Texas. Okay. <laughs> then I went back home to like the craziest you can get away with fucking anything school. Like, have you seen the movie Accepted? Has any 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 listener have you seen the movie Accepted? Is that, is that the one the college that, movie where they, they make a fake college? Justin exactly. Justin like Long the worst the worst movie ever. Dude, you're fucking tripping. You're tripping. And that play that movie holds like it it it's stuck in my like identity almost because that was Saint Bernard Parish Unified Schools S bus baby. I'll never forget my two years of just madness. I don't know how these teachers didn't quit their fucking jobs. We'll save that for another episode. If that's something you don't want to listen to, please, please fucking let us know. Um, please let us know. We'll, we'll give you all an email. You can email me. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And let us know if you're interested in that. Cause it was so, it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, so yeah. So look, we've had story time. I'm sorry I won't let you get a story time, but I know that your phone is draining like no tomorrow. Um, but let's get to some Habs news real quick. The biggest thing since the last time we talked, Mason, Martin St. Louis is no longer the interim coach. He is hired by the Canadians, becoming the 32nd head coach in Canadians history. Yeah, on a three-year extension. We knew it was going to happen, but it is nice to see it. I finally. am so fucking happy. Uh, like I no, it's great. Like, I expect some big things. And you see what you had to say? No, no, I, I haven't I haven't gone into any of that. Um but honestly, this offseason could have been quiet. The number one thing I wanted was to sign Martin St. Louis. Well, Marty St. Louis came out and said that he's not going to prioritize winning over the development of his young players. Woo! 
and that statement how to how to sell it how to sell it to the fans just like please get me get me 40 goals from caulfield and connor fucking baby let's Mm. get this running i am so excited um yeah like i i marty st louis i think is the guy that's going to get us through the development stage. I don't know if he's going to be the coach that brings us to a Stanley cup, but I think he's perfect in this role as a developmental coach for sure. And then we'll have to, well, at the end of the three years when we're ready to compete, we'll see what happens. Um, I also wanted to highlight Corey. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Uh, can't it's come out that um, Logan Mayu mm-hmm. has received an offer from the Montreal Canadiens. He has not signed anything yet. Now, a lot of people on Twitter are going to lose their absolute minds. And I have a feeling, Corey, that our our fan base is going to be (laughs) absolutely slaughtered, thrown to the wolves when this, if this, or when this is announced. Um, We actually had someone on Twitter talking to us about it recently, you and I, Corey, mm-hmm. we've expressed how we feel. Um, so I, I kind of just want to like bring this back to Kent Hughes and what he said in the past. So this tells me that without a shadow of a doubt in my mind that Logan Mayu has must have done something and must have clearly shown to the organization that he is a changed person because when Ken Hughes came in, you and I are both saying it doesn't look like he's ever going to play mm-hmm. for the Montreal Canadiens. And he reiterated countless times, look, like we need to evaluate him. This is not going to be an easy. This is going to be difficult. So if these rumors are true that they have started to negotiate, have negotiated a contract, whatever, then he, you know, so big steps have clearly been taken because Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon made this very clear from the start that there was no guarantee he'd be playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Sorry. Uh, someone posted, I was trying to look it up on Twitter because I did see his face pop up a bunch. Uh, instead, I saw someone reminding us about um, Zidane Chara's fetish bed. Um, and it, it Honestly, I didn't hear the last thing you said because it disturbed the fuck out of me. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a picture of Zidane Chara in his room and he's like smiling at the camera. And then like it's a zoomed in picture next to it and you can see his bed frame and he's got like the fucking the drilled in uh, ring where you would put like a bondage strap through and it just says uh, yearly reminder that Zidane Chara uh, has a fetish bed, and I honestly just zoned out. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I didn't <laughs> hear the back end of that. But if I can guess the gist of it without sounding so like a basically, jackass. Well, I'll actually, I actually need to correct myself. Sorry. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I looked it up even more while you're speaking. So Kent Hughes confirmed earlier in the week that he would not be negotiating a contract with Logan May, which is why this came on such a surprise. But mm-hmm. the source, so the sources within the Canadians have confirmed 
that Montreal has made a bona fide offer, which was made to Mayo prior to the June 1st deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this essentially means that the Canadians retain his rights. Um, when I read bona fide, I thought that meant like it was a bona fide news. I guess it's a term in the collective <laughs> bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. So a bona fide offer essentially means that they would like to extend their rights to negotiate. So Montreal has chosen to retain their rights to Logan Mayu, not sign him to an ELC. So basically they have another year to evaluate him. So I need to okay. correct myself there. Um, All right. So yeah, there's just random fucking stoppage in the audio because Mason got booted from uh, said zoom meeting said podcast. And look, there he goes again. So uh <laughs> I'm going to apologize on his behalf and he's about to come in and probably be real livid. But while he's coming in, we're going to stop him from freaking out by going straight into an ad read. So that's what he hears when the audio kicks back in for him. So hockey fans, <laughs> the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, well, with DraftKings same-day parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. You bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. That's minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I can hear Mason getting upset in the background, um, so I'm sure he's ready to speak. Um, Mason, are we here? Are you with us? I'm fucking here, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can hear me fucking screaming at Bell when I cut out, but... No, uh, I couldn't. The fans couldn't. That's that's unfortunate. It would have been hilarious. Uh. But, yeah, so Mason's trying for a hat trick tonight of losing his reception. Um, so, more or less, he was trying to tell me he was sorry for uh, for cutting out, and then he cut out again. So, I'm sure he just wants to move on um, and try to get through this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm just tired, man. I just want my fucking laptop back. We're, the setting, internet we're setting a GoFundMe for Mason. Bro, it's not even that. Like, I, it's not the money. Like, I fucking brought my computer to two different fucking places. How long does it take to fucking fix this shit? Like, Where are we, THPN headquarters? God. Where's this kid's new MacBook? <laughs> Fuck. Come on. Help us out. Give us a fucking Gen 6 laptop. Get this kid going again. His audio is shit on his phone. <laughs> it's uh, it's just frustrating. I, I'm sure like everyone probably understands when technology is working, it makes your life so much easier. But when it's not working, like 
there's nothing more infuriating because I don't know how to, I like, I can troubleshoot a little bit, but when, if unless you're a computer nerd or expert, like you're not, you're not fixing it. And it's just so fucking annoying. But anyway, moving on, um, speaking of annoying, uh, this, this fucking Rangers team, (laughs) I cannot get over how bad they play. Like, they have not deserved to win either of their series. They have played a total of, like, 22% of their games against the team's starting goalie in the playoffs this year. Fucking ridiculous. And they beat Tampa 6-2 to two in the opener. I was absolutely shocked. If they beat Tampa, I, I might just retire from giving my opinion on hockey. <laughs> like I, I I don't think anyone is convinced or was convinced that New York is gonna be Tampa, but that game one was just like Shesterkin is so fucking good. I don't think he's Vasilevsky. But my god, have I I have not seen a team play that poorly that consistently in the playoffs and still make it round after round after round. <laughs> Uh, dude, I watched, uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't watched Penguins versus Rangers that much. I didn't watch Canes versus Rangers that much. And I watched, I started to watch game seven and then Ronta blew his knee out. And I was like, oh, this is, this is fucking over. It was over before that they had a chance to come back, but. Well, it's, that's what I mean. They're so boring. And with it for a team with such high, like high powered offense and such superstars, you think they'd be interesting to watch, but they're not. They're brutal. Like I had more fun watching St. Louis and Colorado. And St. Louis is that was a oh, great series. It was a great series. The St. Louis is usually not a fun team to watch play. They're usually pretty boring. No, this season good... they were unreal. They were. It was a great, it was a great year to watch them. Um, they were no they were no Dallas Stars. I'll tell you that much. Jesus, why you gotta hate on Dallas? Uh, I, I, you know what? Oh, I, I, you know, oh. do, do, do we need to bring it up? Because there is some news regarding. <clears throat> holy shit, choking. There is some news regarding uh, my favorite NHL organization. Oh, yeah. What? Ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. The Arizona Coyotes are back in the news. Of course, for the wrong reasons, because when does that organization ever fucking do anything right gary bettman is talking about their new proposed plan for an arena after they stay in asu for the next few years three at least at least three years without their logo on the ice and gary bettman personally to contribute to my what does no longer feels like a conspiracy theory feels like fact. Gary Bettman wants to issue a verdict or a, a legislation to the league, however you want to call it, that guarantees Arizona will not relocate for the next 30 fucking years. <laughs> and I've, I, gotta, I have to tell you, I am no CEO and I am no businessman. 
but locking in a product, locking in an organization that continually produces shit and just makes the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Nothing, and like I'll say it again, nothing against the fan base, against the ownership, against the executives that continue to make horrible decisions. This just confirms in my head that Gary Bettman either hates Canada and just has maybe some French girl fucked or some French girl fucked him over from Quebec city or something. He just has like some sort of vendetta against that city or I don't know, maybe he's got some fucking deep ties to the mayor of like fucking Arizona or the governor of Arizona or something. I don't know why he's so infatuated with that organization, but to guarantee an organization will not relocate for the next 30 years when they're routinely year after year, your worst, like your worst selling product, they are supported on the backs of the other 31 teams in the NHL. That is fucking ridiculous. And I'm not saying they should, I look, I do advocate that they should probably consider relocating, but to even, I don't like, I wouldn't even guarantee 30 years in a, in a, in a place like fucking Nashville. Like that just seems out of my preposterous to even consider that because you do not know the landscape of the world and of the NHL can change a lot in 30 years. We've seen how much it's changed over the last two. So that just from a business standpoint, Corey, I'd like to get your opinion. That just seems like a horrible, horrible idea. I know I normally have uh, the Coyotes back. Um, I don't think they should relocate, but I think you're fucking absolutely tripping. If you're trying to put a 30 year stamp on something that can't, you, you can't touch it, you know, like, um, look at Carolina fuck four years ago, you know, like, yeah, that, that team has, has really found their way and shit, but 30 fucking years is that just sounds like someone who is sick and tired of, of hearing like, Hey, this isn't working anymore. This isn't working anymore. This isn't working anymore. Uh, We don't believe it's working anymore. And he's just had enough. And he's just like, how about we just come back to it in 30 years when I'm not even the fucking I probably won't even be alive. I won't even be alive. <laughs> like 30 years. Like, think about how much did we we're just talking about it. How much different was the world in 1992? It was beautiful. Like you couldn't even, but in 1992, you couldn't even fathom that there'd be a team in Arizona. Like, I just, I don't know. 30 years is ridiculous. That's a tough one. That's a, uh, we're, like I know people are saying he's already losing his touch. He's losing his fucking mind. Um, that is like, that is like a cry for fucking help that something is not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and cookies that, are not all in the basket anymore. Which leads to our second and final point about the NHL losing its touch. And we're going to get some old school Mason here. Yelling about the refs, okay? No, I've made it very clear that I support Colorado in this run. I've been with them since before the playoffs started. I've been with Lecky. 
I'm supporting them. It's one of it's my best friends, favorite team. They're my second team. Love the Colorado Avalanche. Rooting for them all the way. Love those pods. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, even as a Colorado Avalanche fan. I was screaming at that fucking offside or sorry, onside call for that Kale McCarr goal. That was the worst fucking call I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't care how many times the insiders on fucking Sportsnet and Twitter and all this bullshit need to explain to me that, well, actually, under this, 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 there is a subject rule that kind of allows it to be no (laughs) it's offside okay i have watched hockey for 20 years okay it's offside in no world like basically what the nhl has just set a precedent in doing is saying that when you are stick handling the puck unless it is touching your stick you do not have possession of it like that it's just the I was mind blown. And even my abs buddy, my abs bud, um, was <laughs> like initially, now of course he says, well, actually it's in the rule book, blah, 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 blah. But initially he was like, oh my God, that's offside. We just mm-hmm. stole one. That's bullshit. Avs fans now, of course, are saying, actually, um, it was uh, onside. If you look at the rule, they, they don't fucking know shit. Okay. They're just we would be doing the exact same thing. You're just defending yourself. If I am an Edmonton Oilers fan, I would be so like, let's be clear. That's not why Edmonton lost the game. They lost the game because they let in what six goals. Mm. Like they lost the game for other reasons, but my eight goals. Yeah. They're ridiculous. I, I would be, I, I think I would have had, like, could you imagine if that was the Habs and, what this podcast would be like today i would i think i would blow a gasket like i think i would just my brain would explode that was such a tremendously horrible call yeah it's tough i'm i'm, I'm trying to look up the guy i'm blanking on his name but the guy who uh he's kind of like the rule checker like the master of rules he's like the dm of of the nhl um but they had him talking before they made their official state, not statement, you know, but their official call on the ice. Um, and he's like, there's no way in hell that this is, this is a good goal. You know, like he's just, uh, he's breaking it down. Like they're slowing it down. He's showing, he's given his best, you know, um, opinion on the matter. And then they're like, and uh, you know, it stands good goal. And, and then it's like he immediately gets sent like a memo and it's like, you know, like rule 36, you know, amendum fucking six, whatever, you know, and he's just like, oh, OK, right here. It says, you know, uh, if you don't the puck goes over the blue line and you don't touch it yet and then you touch it once the other leg is across the line and then you proceed to move forward, uh, you know, it's not I. That, like, I felt my, I, I felt so stupid. It was there are NHL players tweeting and going, "What? 
Victor Mate on Twitter literally tweeted, like, quote tweeted it and said, wait, what? <laughs> These are guys who play, not played, because Ryan Whitney, you know, those are guys that played. But guys that play in the NHL that were like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, uh, it's fucking it was a tough one. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. Oh, but it was, that was tough. Left. That was real tough, dude. Yeah, I just was, I was flabbergasted. I could not believe what I was witnessing. But anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we leave things off here today? Um, yeah, it reminded me, watching that game, it reminded me of what it was like watching the Habs last year throughout every round where people were joyous and shit like that. But honestly, every fucking moment of every game, I was a complete and total fucking nutcase having panic attacks and shit. <laughs> and that was watching that game. It like, it set it back for me. Cause I'm like, how could, how could a Colorado fan see this and have any hope for their team moving forward? And I'm not biting on Colorado. I'm not saying Edmonton is the, the, the clear, you know, person that's moving on. I still want Colorado moving on, but holy fuck, dude, <laughs> how can you let that happen? And then I don't know an update on Darcy Kemper. The game's on right now. I don't think he's playing. I think they got um, Pavel Frank who's in. Cool with that. Um, I'm surprised they haven't used them as a tandem during the during the, the playoffs, but I understand hot goalie roll with the hot goalie. Um I, I I don't I didn't leave that game being like Colorado's got this in the bag. <laughs> I left that game and I'm I'm appalled. I'm I feel sorry and I feel bad that Darcy Kemper got hurt. But man, he has not played well the last two rounds. Mm-hmm. He played just not well enough ball. with a great, great team in front of him. Like I think the, I think like it's fair to say, though, like before he got hurt, that Colorado won that game in spite of him. He did not play well. Mm-hmm. And I, but Edmonton's in the same boat. Koskinen started this game. So nice. we'll see what happens. But yeah, well, so we're about to roll out of here. Uh, I want to check out a little bit of that game. Before we go, uh, they announced a Jack Adams. Daryl Sutter wins his first Jack Adams. I mean, he's coached for like two decades. Um, Sam Eagle, he fucking robbed Dominic Ducharme, man. <laughs> I saw someone po- posted it. They were just like, uh, <laughs> they snubbed the goat. <laughs> um, but no, I'm happy because this dude is is unreal. He's one of the best people to watch interviews for. He looks like Sam Eagle. I'll never, never not see him as that. If you don't know who Sam Eagle is, just type it in and then type Muppet behind it. He's the blue American Eagle-looking Muppet. Um, but I did see a really cool trivia fact that I didn't know about. Uh, Jack Adams is the only person to ever get his name on the Stanley Cup as a player, head coach, and general manager. I didn't know that. I don't know if that's stupid. Like, everybody's like, yeah, everybody knows that. Um, but I thought that was pretty fucking cool, worth mentioning it. Um, yeah, that's it. So – um, I just wanted to bring up one thing. My buddy was talking about this. Shout out, Rye. Shout um, out, Rye. 
I like I would love to know the actual statistic, and I wonder if you could get it. But how much money did Dominic Ducharme lose betters for people that bet on Cole Caulfield winning the Calder? Oh shit. I wouldn't how much of, money yeah, I wouldn't, did Dominic Ducharme single-handedly cost betters? There's gotta be a way to find that. I, I'd be curious to find out. I just think it's like just thinking about it. I imagine it's a tremendous amount of money, and that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, um, with if, that, if you don't have anything else to say, I'm done. All right, no, I'm done too, uh, folks. We hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Um, I can't wait. I've been craving sushi, and I'm gonna go buy. Uh, a tremendously expensive plate of sushi in two days. And I'm excited. Uh, But folks, thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Um, Please follow us, talk to us, interact with us uh, on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself at Bayou Benders. We still have um, a a voicemail. If you guys wanted to leave a question for us that we can answer on on air, that would be at www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs Nightly. Uh, you can leave up to 90 seconds worth of audio. Uh, we would love to get back into doing that. It gives us something to talk about, especially in the offseason when the Habs news is a little small. But thank you all so much again. I have to repeat it. That way I can trigger my fucking outro music. But once again, this has been Habs Nightly. We love you all. And we can talk to you all again. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.